What's going on, geeks? You're listening to episode 150 or more to see to be a Pokemon. Be Pikachu. No! Pikachu. Sorry. Anyways, um, episode 150 of the Geeks Series podcast. My name is Cody Armor. I'm here with Joe Morgan, Gadzooks, LJ Lowry. Yo, I'm back, guys. In in 50 weeks, let's let's call it a year just because we're going to miss a couple probably. Uh, we will be at 200 episodes. So cool. 52 weeks in a year. That's insane. Um, three years yeah, we're already? Yep. Yeah, and we just hit three years last, like a couple weeks ago now. Two Sundays Not, ago at this point. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, I guess kind of in celebration of that. I don't think that was LJ's intentions, but LJ put in a little bit of work. We are now on Spotify. So if you were like, man, I got to use this podcast app just for the Geeks Under Grace podcast. I listen to everything else on Spotify. You can you can listen to us on Spotify too now. I gave us a birthday present. Yeah. Um, and to all of our listeners. Um, so that's super, super cool. Mm-hmm. I... I think the only thing we're not on now would be like SoundCloud, which is very that's fine secondary. Like don't listen to podcasts on SoundCloud. But yeah, I think every major podcast app, uh, Geeks and Grace is on now. If we are not on your favorite podcast app, uh, unless it's SoundCloud, please let us know. It's not that we like dislike SoundCloud. It's just that you have to pay money, um, kind of like a hosting service, and we already have a hosting service. Yes. Um, so there's just no reason to. Yeah, and you'd have to re-upload. You'd have to upload twice. It doesn't take an RSS feed, I don't think. Yeah, I think so. Uh, anyways, Inside Baseball. We can get into it. Um, tonight, today we're going to be talking about a jacket you'd have to sell your soul to get, delays and cancellations, and then uh, mental health, which is not something you usually hear on the Geeks and Race podcast. Um, so we're going to get pretty deep, I think, later on. Uh, but first, special shout-outs to our Patreons at patreon.com slash Grace. We love all of you, but we specifically want to shout-out Brian Strother, Jordan Garner, Michael Miller Jr., Casey Covell, Jason Wilkerson, and Alexis Green, who this is our first time mentioning them on the podcast. Uh, thank you, Alexis. You're awesome. Welcome to, uh, I can't remember the name of them now. I think we're Warriors Under Grace. Pretty sure we're Warriors Under Grace. Yeah. <laughs> For those who don't know, the Patreons all have tiers. Um, and so I think $10 or more is... I think we're Warriors. Yeah. Uh, it might be something else. <laughs> I know Silent... Silent Warrior is the first one. Yeah. And then Champions Under Grace is the the highest. The top The team. highest honor. <laughs> okay, we can... Get into the gaming, uh, Joe. What are you What are you playing this week? Usually, I'm the gamer. I'm uh, of course Black Ops Four. I've, my buddies are all into that, so we're still cranking away on that quite a bit. I they they had a double XP weekend this past weekend. Kind of kicked those off for the first time. 
I prestiged, and I'm back to about level 25 on prestige 2. You are a madman. Or on, on prestige 1, so. <laughs> That's crazy. Working my way to 2, yeah. <laughs> and then we also played Blackout. We played four-player Blackout f- for the first time last night, actually. Uh, me and some buddies were able to get in there. Because it's been super laggy, like unplayable laggy on the Xbox really? One. I haven't yeah. had that problem at all on PS4. I've had no connection issues at so, all. Solos and duos have been fine, but quads has been oh, okay. a terrible mess on I the Xbox no fr- One. I have no friends, Real quick, so I haven't played quads. I looked it up just because I didn't want anyone to be mad. We are adventurers under grace. There you go. I had to figure it out. It was going to bug me the entire night. I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyways, Call of Duty. Yeah, we got our first win in Blackout. Sweet. That's awesome. And then two games later, got our second win in Blackout. Nice. I think I got fourth on Solo is the, is the closest I've ever got. I so got... when does Geeks and Grace get an esports team? Yeah. Uh, you're, been... you're apparently a professional, Joe. There have been talks. No, I'm clearly not, and none of my friends are in our community. <laughs> I've tried. Well. So, I mean, I have friends in our community. These people are not. Yeah. I should have clarified. Yeah, I don't think there are any nonprofit esports teams. I think it's more of a uh, esports teams that are out there. Go ahead and like Solid Rock you know. Gaming had a, had a Call of Duty team for a while. Are they a nonprofit? I believe... Uh, I don't know. I don't know for right. sure either. Well, shout out to them, though. I don't think they're currently active, but yes, they they did at one point. The The guy that led Solid Rock Gaming is an esports coach now for Southern Baptist University, I believe. Oh, that's cool. Wow. Yeah, yeah so cool. he's actually an esports coach. <laughs> that's awesome. Like, that's his job. So... Esports teams out there want to do some good. Um, we are a nonprofit, so if you win, and you want to give to charity. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Um, if you get an itch to play zombies, you should definitely give it a try. I've had a good time with it, and that was just playing pickup with three other randos. I think it'd be a okay. blast with people that wanted to play it and co- communicate. None of my cool. friends want to play that mode, so... Uh. I've tried a little bit of it myself. I think I did it whenever I streamed the day it came out, but um, it's cool. I bet it, I'd enjoy it as much as I got into Killing Floor 2. Yeah, I mean, that's that's all it is. It's a horde mode with, you know, yeah. every 10th wave or whatever. There's something crazy that happens, and... There's a, there's a lot more narrative to it, a, also. And there's a ton <laughs> of mechanics in every level. Yeah. A ton of mechanics. My goodness. <laughs> I don't that know if you cool. can beat them or not. Like I don't, I don't think you can technically beat a zombies yeah. map, but I could be wrong. I did one on beginner just because I'm like I'm terrible at these anyways, and I just ha- I just eventually stopped and quit the match because I had to end the stream because I'm like, man, this is just too easy. I gotta step it up next time. <laughs> I know those things go to like at least fifty waves. Yeah, they go forever. Wow. Yeah, they can be a whole ordeal. But this one's got elixirs you can customize yourself with. They got Perks, super yeah. weapons and. How long does a wave usually take? Uh, early kill. in the game, you can finish a wave in about fifteen seconds. Later in the game, yeah. it'll take you a couple minutes, few minutes maybe. Yeah. Okay. I'm just thinking, um, going to Killing Four because that's the only thing I have to compare it to. Um, a ten wave game will take you almost an hour. 
that's definitely different because zombies yeah. have so many more waves. Killing Floor yeah. has the ten waves and the boss. Right. I don't think zombies has a boss. They just have big, big extra enemies, I think. Yeah, they have big okay. dudes. Yeah. Zombie tigers. I and... would love that, though, if they did add bosses to give it that Killing Floor vibe and like actually put a means to the end. But I, it, but it is that horde mentality to where you go as long as you can. Yeah, LJ's just like yay Monopoly. Hey, Monopoly is okay. <laughs> I'm down for Monopoly Gamer, which is not even like actual Monopoly. <laughs> I'm at Call of Duty monopolizing. On I would, I oh, would okay. melt my keyboard to my hands before I played Monopoly on my computer. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Monopoly with a passion of a thousand sons. <laughs> I hope someone twists that. He'd be like, Joe hates board games. Well, we know that's not the case because he plays tabletop stuff. So. Yeah. I, was saying, I like tabletop stuff. I hate Monopoly. Monopoly, yeah. by the way, was designed to be miserable. I could see that. It really was. <laughs> yeah. It was not supposed to be fun. It's too close to real life. It I've was meant to be a terrible thing. Twice. Wow. And I thought it sounds like part of the course for a terrible game. Huh? So that sounds like par for the course for a terrible game. I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather throw I, the board uh, away than play it too. Competitive, aggressive family. There's like, <laughs> no, you. If you're winning, then none of us are winning. I mean, just light all that fake money on fire. And you'd be better served. <laughs> and then go do something less destructive, like I don't know, burn your house down. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I really hate Monopoly. Okay, yeah. <laughs> what do you hate more, Monopoly or Lion King? <laughs> what if you well, what if you had to play Monopoly while watching Lion King until the Monopoly game was over? That sounds like the, the eighth circle of Dante's <laughs> Inferno. It sounds like I don't know, some kind of torture. Yeah, that's that's the frozen <laughs> layer of Dante's deepest, darkest depths of the afterlife. <laughs> All right, anyway, um, Call of Duty. <laughs> on top of Call of Duty, <laughs> I've been playing a little bit of Sinner Sacrifice for Redemption. Speaking that, of Circles of Hell. Yeah, so that game is, it's actually kind of Christian-themed. It's, well, I say Christian-themed. It is, it's got the seven sins, the seven deadly okay. sins in it. And so each stage, you have to give up something from your character, whether that's Health or stamina, access to weapons, access to items, healing no healing items or whatever. Every level you got to give something up to go in and fight. And when you beat them, you get something back. Does it depend on the sin? Yes. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. That is yeah. cool. And so I've beaten two, and I rage quit on the third one after about 40 attempts. <laughs> was one of them sloth because that would be the funniest thing sloth to is one of them yes that you've yeah. beaten i've not played sloth yet okay i was like the <laughs> one that's super lazy <laughs> greed is the first one that i fought okay envy is the one i can't beat it's she splits into two characters at once oh whoa huh. and it's it's pretty brutal hmm. it's it's it the crazy. most raged out i've gotten playing a game in a long time <laughs> like I think Dark Souls bosses are easier because you can go prep for Dark Souls bosses. Yeah, this right. you're given a a concrete set when you go into the level. Hmm. And they, you you don't get like you can't go farm for healing items and things like that. Once you run out right. of those items, you're done. Because and that's the boss it rush. until you die and try again. Yeah. 
That doesn't sound fun to me. It's not meant to be. Well, <laughs> I mean, there's there's an element of fun to win. There, there's satisfaction in beating the yeah, challenges. How about that? Totally, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I played some Starlink this week. Cool. What do oh, you think of awesome. that? I did not get it on Switch, so please don't ask me about Star Fox. I don't know. <laughs> but okay. I can tell you immediately that I could see it being the best Star Fox game that they've released in years. So are you saying you should have got it on Switch? Yeah, I should have. Um, I wish that it would be the Star Fox game. The air, like the space combat, the, the beginning of the game, you're you're actually doing space combat. And then mm-hmm. something happens, and you end up on a planet stranded. And at that point, you're basically driving a hovercraft around a gargantuan open world, hmm. trying to get back in the air. And I kind of got bored driving around the gargantuan open world, because I'd rather be in the air fighting, because the yeah. space combat's actually good. Okay. Hmm. But you will at some point, right? Like, that's not... Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm planning to. No, I mean, like... Oh, in the story? Yeah, they're not going to keep you on that planet forever. Uh, I think you definitely go to other planets. Yeah, there's like yeah. six okay. or, or so planets. Yeah, I think there's several different planets. Yeah. But but that means that I'm going to have to do this five to seven more times yep. on other planets. Yep. Does it feel like a better version of No Man's Sky? or Not even close. Okay. <laughs> From, from I mean, you, what can't, I heard, you can't get out and har- harvest stuff and all that sort of jazz. It takes a lot of cues okay. from a lot of like other Ubisoft games, from what I heard. Like, there's just a lot of like the enemy like taking their bases or whatever, right? Don't you have to? Yeah, like, yeah. Which is a typical okay. Ubisoft thing. Uh, my brother was saying because uh, my brother did get the Star Fox version on the Switch, and oh. uh, from what it sounds like, they cleverly integrate him into the story of the main game. It sounds like. Okay. Yeah. I guarantee you, get you it's better team. than Star Fox Wii U was. <laughs> it probably is. I that game was that. virtually unplayable in a trash fire. So <laughs> that that game is, has been the biggest waste of money in my life. Star Fox <laughs> Wii U, I mean. <laughs> cool. Yeah. That's all I've been playing this week. <laughs> Sweet. Well, how about you, LJ? Um, so I started Mark of the Ninja Remastered on stream a couple weeks ago okay and uh what what i thought was neat about that is uh i remember reading something that if you had the original that you would have to pay five dollars to upgrade to the remaster version on steam and i went to go uh buy the upgrade because i'm I'm like i want to play this uh i'll just pay five bucks because on my switch i'll have to pay another 20 um and then when i went to the store page it said Oh, you already own the re- uh, remastered. So I was like, okay, interesting. I didn't know I did. Uh, <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, so um, it's kind of interesting. Maybe I wonder if you still have to, like, it, for somebody that just bought the game, I wonder if you have to buy the original and then buy that remastered upgrade or not. Uh, but that's a really fun game. Uh, it's got a lot of cool stealth elements. Uh, they use lighting a lot and sound a lot. Uh, like, you know, a cool thing is if you run, these little flat cir- like flashing circles will come, like, off of your character. Um, because if it's within the radius, the guys will actually, like, they'll hear it. 
And then, like, even dogs, like, they'll hear it. And you can't get away from dogs because they'll hear you. And then they'll even, like, they'll go smell you and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Something really cool happened uh, during my my stream the other night. Because, so, Mark of the Ninja is a rated M game. Uh, there are, there is like some like cartoonish like blood and stuff whenever you stealth kill people and all that, but what I didn't realize is that there was some swearing. I th- it did say language, but it feels like you know how like video games and movies they tend to just kind of like drop f bombs all the time, or, you know, or just drop language yeah. every two sentences. What I yeah. thought was funny is that I scared the heck out of one of the henchmen so bad is that he started cursing. Oh, <laughs> it was funny. I mean, it, I mean, swearing isn't. It, I mean, it shouldn't be funny. The situ- situational humor. Yeah, the situational humor was great because I, I was hanging from like a rafter or something. I dropped one of the spike traps, so this dude comes walking over to it and gets snagged by the spike trap and dies. And this other dude, he walks up and he starts freaking out. He starts like shaking and getting scared, and he's and he, he starts like swearing because of it. But to me, it's like that sounds like something somebody would actually do. In like a real mm-hmm. life moment, is like you probably would not be worrying about your language if you were scared and if something was gonna kill you. <laughs> so I just thought it was really interesting how they made use of that. Like I did catch some swearing like later on, but it was more like cleverly and naturally placed rather than like some other piece of media would. Didn't feel forced. Yeah, and that's that's a fun game too in in a way because uh, to, the way to increase your score is you can complete a level without actually killing anybody if you want to. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, so, I mean, I've been terrible at that, getting spotted and stuff, too. Um, I've been docking my score, but uh, that's a fun game, and I've been enjoying that on stream. Uh, The other game I've been playing uh, is Chasm. I think Joe played that on his prey and play. Yeah, I I beat it. Yeah, I beat it. Yeah, I I mean, I haven't. that's not one I've been streaming, but I've been playing that on my Switch, and I love the art style on that thing. Uh, The music was really cool, too. It's one of those games that doesn't do anything super great. But I've really enjoyed it for some reason. Yeah, I had a good time with it, even though it's nothing really stand out. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and then I didn't put it on my list because you guys just made me think of it when we were talking about Monopoly. Is uh, I played a like about an hour of, of Mario Party uh, on like over the weekend. Okay. Super Mario Party. Yeah, Super Mario Party. Yeah, and cool. uh, that's been pretty fun. I can definitely. I really want it. I can um, definitely see where the whole thing about friendships being ruined because. There are some times where it's just like, oh, you get like angry on the inside. Like it's just like, <laughs> oh, um, I played as Luigi, which probably also didn't help because I didn't I, any star I got was handed to me. <laughs> uh, I didn't earn any stars or anything. I just kept on getting the raw end of the deal of the entire game, and it was like a short, like ten turn game or whatever. Um, hmm. But yeah, it was good fun. And uh, doing some of those mini games absolutely made me and my buddies look silly. And we just look over and see the other person doing some silly gesture and just start laughing. That last <laughs> game, we couldn't keep a straight face th- during the last game. It was, it was great. Yeah, I think it would be a really cool party game to have for just having people over. Yeah, it was great. We Yeah, because a buddy of mine came into town. Uh, we hadn't seen him in like months, and so we hung out and uh, played some other stuff. But Mario Party was definitely the highlight. That's cool. So, that's it for my gaming. Cool. I didn't play anything spectacular, but I did have a couple things that I wanted to mention. Um, Red Dead Redemption 2 is downloading. Yes. Uh, so, 
when it goes live, I'll be able to play it. I think it said like three days. Yes, probably Thursday. Thursday night at 11 p.m. Yep. Cool. Uh, and then also, I I don't want to make it sound like I'm a collector because I'm not. Um, but I, I have an NES. We mentioned that a few weeks ago. Uh, I sat down and I made a spreadsheet of everything that's on the NES Classic. Ooh. Uh, and I don't know if I want all of the games that are on that console. Um, you probably don't. So I need to look through the list and see which ones I, I definitely do want to get. Uh, but I think I'm going to start like... Uh, going into like, I, I always love buying them from local game stores. I mm-hmm. like that way more than actually going online. out and look for looking for them and stuff. Yeah, like it feels so much better when it's you know mm-hmm. this, um, like you know, privately owned business. Yeah. Right. Uh, but I have four of the I think it's thirty games on the NES. Oh, cool. Already, uh, and those are Super Mario Bros. Uh, Super Mario Bros. Three. Final Fantasy and Excite Bike, which nice. I don't care about Excite Bike, but there's some things on here like Tech Mobile. I really don't care about. That is a good um, game, but you're not a sports guy, so I understand. Yeah, I'm like, uh, yeah, uh, but I'd love to get like Castlevania, Castlevania Two, Kirby's Adventure. Oh books. man, it would be really the cool first Castlevania is great. I went back and played that when I was doing the original Gamers podcast. Yeah, I played the original Castlevania on 3DS and uh, with the uh, the radio release, and it was really good. Uh, and then like Ice Climber and Kid Icarus were on there, um, and I was like, those would be kind of cool to like, probably never like beat or anything, but just to experience. Um, I don't know. So I'm looking at it. I, I think it's like a total. If each NES game was like five bucks, and they can range from three dollars to fifteen dollars, um, and they can also obviously get way higher. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some of those, the price point will be a barrier for sure. Yeah, it's definitely. Kind I of have like, never actually seen. Uh, a cart of Kid Icarus in my entire life. I've never seen a cart of Kid Icarus. And that one think. might be up there. That might be way more expensive. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, the ones that I've always bought have always been. I could like, be Super wrong, Mario Bros. But... 3. Everyone's got Super Mario Bros. 3. Like that yeah. was the Nintendo game. And I, I think uh, Punch Out probably wouldn't be one of the ones you'd want, even though it's a really good game. Um, yeah. I recommend it. I, but it'd be cool to own. It'd be cool to, to like, like Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Like the original. Like I guarantee yeah. you that cartridge is worth is like a ton of money. Uh, but yeah, I'm. I think I'm gonna very slowly start collecting. This is kind of the first step in that of just like looking at what I do have. Um, I I don't know. There's so many games. Like I love Zelda, and it'd be cool to own Zelda. Uh, I've always looked for a gold cartridge. Our local store here had a gold cartridge, but it was really beat up. Um, I don't like the original Zelda, though. Um, yeah, it's a cool it's, game. It's not. It's just really hard. Yeah. Uh, it's you know, actually, speaking of the original Zelda, real quick, during the uh, for the online Nintendo Online, they released an SP version, which is like a special version, and it's basically yeah. a ROM hack that gives you like a bunch of stuff, and it makes your sword fully upgraded. Now that's fun. Yeah, I think that I could be more into that because it would be a little bit more accessible. All the purists are like, want to throw stuff at me now because I'm like, I don't care. This other thing's fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I. I definitely want to kind of go through this list though and get quite a few of these games just to just to have them. Like I don't know. Yeah, I've always wanted to be kind of a collector of like retro stuff. Um, well, I mean, especially since you got the actual console, like that's so much cooler yeah. in a lot of ways. Uh, N sixty four has been that's always been on my list. It's really I've never whenever I see one because like I said I like to buy them locally. Yeah, um, I never have the money for it. 
Um, an N64 usually goes for about 60 bucks. Yeah, that's um, not too bad, but that's still the price of a yeah. brand new modern game. Uh, but soon, someday I'll get that, and I think I'll, you know, I'll probably get all of the N64 games that I owned as a kid, um, except maybe Hey You Pikachu, because who needs peripheral? I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to do all that. It's not that good of a game to go searching for everything. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of those games that I'd love to re- revisit. Yeah. My wife never played anything uh, pre PS2. Oh really? Uh, maybe pre PlayStation. Yeah, because like you can Tia, you and Tia could even play like Pokemon Stadium and stuff like that, and like you know. Yeah, I've always wanted her to play. She's never played Super Mario Bros. World. Oh yeah, that's Super Nintendo, uh, but yeah. Wait, yeah. what? Yeah, she's never played <laughs> Super Mario World. That's well, like I, I want to get Super Nintendo too. Um, she's never played obviously Mario sixty four. Um, she doesn't understand my love for Banjo Kazooie. Um. Well, if you got a 360, you should be able to get that one off of the Xbox Live Arcade, right? Yeah. I just want to get the stupid spaceship controller. (laughs) (laughs) N64 controller was the worst controller ever. Then she might hate it. But it... it, I know, I know. (laughs) Uh, They do have some really cool uh, controllers that were built for the N64. Oh, yeah. That are like third third party. They just made one recently that's a lot nicer than the uh, than the old one. Yeah, there's a guy. I'll give him a shout out. Um, Nintendru on um, YouTube, and he's a collector, and he's got ton of stuff. Like he's got every Game Boy Color um, variation and all this stuff. Um, and so he's, I think he's kind of my inspiration uh, for it. He's got like he's way into collecting. I just want to get a few games because I think it'd be cool to have. But yeah, for sure. Um, if you're into collecting, specifically Nintendo, you should check him out. He's got some cool stuff. Cool. But yeah, that's that's it for me. I'll probably talk about Red Dead Redemption to um, for the next year. Um, but that comes out next week. Yep. yep. Plan plan for our regular Red uh, Dead segment. It doesn't come out next week. It comes out this week. This week. <laughs> Later this week. That's the big headliner release for the week. Oh, uh, okay. This week. Sorry. Uh, yeah, it Red feels Dead... like it's going to be seven days from now. It's going to be like four. Yeah, Red Dead Redemption 2 comes out this week. My Hero 1's Justice comes out this week. Yes. Okay. I'm stoked for that one. And then Castlevania Requiem comes out this week. which Is, is My one Hero 1's Justice My Hero Academia? Yes, it is. Okay, cool. Yeah. So LJ's getting My Hero, I'm getting Castlevania, and you're getting Red Dead. Red Dead. That's awesome. We're covering back the major releases week. for all the week. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but seriously though, like I do want to play Red Dead, but it's kind of like it's one of those games where it's not going anywhere at all. Right. So it's like people are still going to be talking that game, talking about that game literally like you were saying, like a year from now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm just like whatever, I don't need to be part of the discussion on that one. And so the my hero I'm game it hyped is like a po- possible contender for game of the year. Yeah. Um and I just it's literally it's weird because it's not Red Dead that has me coming back coming to this game. I never played the first one. It's Westworld. Oh, huh. Westworld has me so excited for this. I've never seen um, Westworld, so I don't know if you're going to. It's yeah, just either. Western, like, and they get to go into this Western world, and I was like, this is the closest thing. This is so cool. Um, Interesting. My dad, a uh, little like insight about me. My first job was actually like training horses. Um, and you, you would never think that looking at me. <laughs> um, but my dad, like, he's very much uh, a cowboy. And 
I, um, there's no way for me to get him like over here or that he'd want to. Uh, I want him to see this game so bad because um, I think he would just be completely in hmm. awe of it. He's he's old now. He can't even like ride horses uh, much uh. anymore, uh, let alone train them. Um, but I think just getting to see that this is in a video game for him would be really cool. So yeah. there's there's a weird place in my heart for yeah. Yeah. the old West and Westerns. And well, I used to, uh, my dad worked security in, uh, it was top, top level security. Yeah. And so I always thought like rainbow six and that sort of stuff was super cool because my dad carries those firearms. Oh wow. Yeah. He, he doesn't anymore. He's retired now, That's but cool, he though. used to. There's always like that. I, I love that. Like that's a connection that we can have through yeah. video games of like, to our families, I would have never thought, and I that didn't yeah. hit me immediately. That was actually the last few days that I kind of realized I was like, "Why do I want this?" I was like, "Why?" If I could show my dad, he would he'd be so yeah. excited. I was gonna say like, yeah, I I always used to carry an MP5 in games because that's what my dad carried. carried. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. That's kind of why like sometimes I'll play like off road racing games or or like that NASCAR game I just reviewed for the heck of it um, was because that was something my dad was into and like it's really cool that like you get yeah. to do a review on that stuff because it's like I know he would really dig it <laughs> and that's that's interesting yeah. because I know that probably none of our dads would care about video games like yeah I mean my dad kind of did right. he played a little bit like Counter Strike and stuff but that was like it really yeah like, I mean my dad could never play this game <laughs> um, but just to show him what it looked like I think that would be yeah he'd be really intrigued. Um, so I don't know. I, I think it's super cool. Um, yeah. Talk about it next week. What's, uh, what's happened in the news, Joe? All right. So, uh, devil may cry five is releasing a, an edition of the game. That's going to be a collector's edition. Going to be $8,600, but you get Dante's coat, the leather jacket. That's that coat we were talking about that you have to sell your soul for. Yeah, it's. I think it's made out of real demon fur or something. No, it's. It's just. It's a super cool looking leather jacket. That edition is only going to sell in. Uh, in Japan. But oh, that, that's crazy. I. Think the jacket's cool. I would never, ever pay that much. Even if I had that much money, I would not buy that. No. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's too much money for a coat. Well, and that game's also doing in-game microtransactions. I, I believe they've said already ahead of time, right? Yep. So that's going to be all kinds of mess. It's just Capcom trying to cash every possible thing they get. I bet it didn't cost them a hundred dollars to make that coat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> oh man. Um, Nintendo Switch is getting three GameCube-inspired controllers. I think one was a Mario edition, one was a yellow Pikachu edition, and one was a Zelda, Legend of Zelda edition with a Hylian shield on it. I was going to say Shelly would be stoked about this, but at the same time she said she's been using the same GameCube controller since she's had the game, the GameCube. So Yeah. <laughs> but just as I, a Smash fan. I was going to say, they keep releasing these GameCube controllers because, I don't know, people are weird. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what's up with the little C stick coming out in the pictures. They're like, "Look, the C stick will come off," and I was like, "So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know." 
I don't get it. I don't get the reasoning. Um, hmm. Maybe you can swap it for a different height. I mean, that's how my Xbox One Elite controller is. Could oh, maybe be. that's what it is. Uh, they, it comes with two different heights of. Are they oh, corded? Stick. Because the pictures look like the cord well, is coming out and then back into the console. I think so. Or not into the console, back into the controller. I'm sure they're corded. I mean, yeah. that's that's what the that's what that Smash community is going to want. Yep. Right. They they want the response time of a a hard the, wire. Um, the shortening mm-hmm. thing it makes me think of because the GameCube that little C nub is just a nub. It's not even really a stick. So maybe if somebody wants that actual like accuracy nub. of the way the controller feels, maybe they want that. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. And then finally, with Castlevania Requiem coming out this week. Um, They've announced that Symphony of the Night is getting its soundtrack on vinyl. Sweet. That would be cool. That soundtrack is... Uh, Castlevania's soundtracks have always been phenomenal. There's so many iconic little jingles to those bum, games. Bum. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be pretty sweet. Uh-huh. So that's it for the news this week. Uh, we've already covered the new releases, Castlevania Requiem. I've never played through Symphony of the Night, so this will be my first time to really dive in with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I've actually never played Rondo of Blood. I've heard of it, but I've never played it. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I like Castlevania. I, I like Castlevania-styled games. Yeah, for sure. It's one, one of my favorite genres, and Symphony of the Night kind of kick-started that. So I'm, I'm excited to visit the progenitor. Yeah, I, I will definitely be picking that up as well. Like at some point, I, I'm yeah. super stoked. Um, that's that it cool. for video games this week. Right on. Uh, all right. How about how about movies? You guys been watching any movies? Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I watched one, but it was old. Uh, so did I, I. Have no, not. Which one did you watch that was old? I watched Infinity War again. That's not that old. Mine's older. But, okay. okay. Well, I mean, it's it's not a new release. Okay, so what'd you pick up off of watching it, watching it again? Because I watched it in theaters twice. That it's still terrible. <laughs> I I thought it was cool that I I totally missed it when I watched the movie. Uh, but Black Panther, and we're gonna spoil it here. So if you haven't seen the movie, I don't know why you haven't seen this movie yet. Um, but. He completely, like, spoils the ending maybe an hour into the movie, an hour before the movie's over. And uh, Black Panther says, all that Thanos will get... Uh, Thanos is in Wakanda now. All he will get is dust and blood. And I was like, oh, wow. That's <laughs> literally what he gets. I don't think it was actually meant to be a foreshadowing, more just like a ironic, like, you know... Just yeah, a, just I, an ironic like hint. I it was clever writing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because you would have never. That definitely <laughs> wasn't my in my mind until I had seen it again. That's um, funny. Yeah, I was like, oh man, that's on the nose. <laughs> uh, and you can argue that it was ash and not dust, I guess, but still, yeah, that's like meme worthy right there. I I was I was very surprised. <laughs> Other than that, I really didn't pick up on anything new um not besides the things that i've seen in like memes of like 
Iron Man made Thanos bleed. Um, there's something that I, I caught, but I'd read it elsewhere, and that is that when Tony Stark gets on the ship and he's talking to Pepper Potts, the music that is playing is the same music uh, that plays when Captain America um, is in his plane going down to the ice and talking to Peggy Carter. Oh, weird. Yeah. Huh. Um, That's cool. So it, it's hard to tell like what actually I, I got and what I had read. Um, there's a huh. lot of really cool little details in that movie, though. When, when I did see it a second time, I loved watching like the fights and just the cinematography of the movie. Like, I... That like as bad or good as it is, and there's varied opinions. It's it's definitely a piece of art for sure. Yeah. Um. I. I don't. That was one thing I was able. I was able to watch the movie a lot more. Uh, specifically, the very beginning, Loki dies, and I was in so much shock when Loki died that I didn't really like <laughs> watch what happened afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for a little while, like probably for the rest of that scene. Uh, and so I was able to like sit back and watch it. Also, I I missed it. Hulk does get a few licks in on Thanos. A few, uh, before but then he just he just gets manhandled. Yeah, I <laughs> I still have issue with it. I still hold my statement that uh, uh, Thanos outmuscles Hulk. Oh, totally. I don't think that should be the case. I think that Thanos is already overpowered enough, and the fact that he's like smarter. It would have been cool for Hulk to be stronger, uh, but Thanos just be more skilled at fighting. Um, yeah, and that that be enough to like overcome. Hulk, Hulk just wasn't angry enough. Yeah, I guess not. Yeah. Well, and like like they were saying that Hulk isn't he's not scared. That's not why he's coming out. It was because he didn't really want to um, be this hero for Bruce Banner anymore. Uh, I and think so it internally, was a little of both. Yeah, I, I'd say so too. Yeah. Yeah, um, I could see that being kind of like you're saying. He's not angry as angry as he needs to he's be. He's tired of everybody just using him as a weapon. Yeah, so maybe he wasn't that mad. He was just like, I guess I'll go do this, and then wasn't prepared for Thanos to be who Thanos is. I just, I, I think the scene could have been a lot cooler if Hulk. All I needed was him to not like outmuscle Hulk, which he does. He grabs his arms <laughs> and then like pulls them away, and I was like, no. <laughs> Yeah, Hulk is strong. Um, other than that, I don't know. That's like my biggest quip of that movie. It's such a weird little thing, but it they did not do justice to the fans of Hulk in that movie at all. <laughs> yeah, nah. Don't he'll get his though. He'll he'll get his in Avengers four, I think. Yeah, I it's gonna be real interesting. Well, I mean um, Ragnarok, he was definitely like, I think people wanted more Hulk after Ragnarok. As they should. Yeah, um, and so they're like, nah, like we're going to save him for four. There's a lot of rumors about where Hulk will be in four. Um, yeah. This kind of agreement between... And I noticed a lot of the conversations um, through the mindset of them not being... Um, that he wasn't scared, according to the Russo brothers. Um, I gathered a lot more of that the second time watching, knowing that information. Mm-hmm. Um, the interactions between Bruce and the Hulk are like, we have a lot to discuss. We need to talk about this. Yeah. Um, you know, Bruce never says. Bruce never shows that Hulk is scared. It's he's that's never in his mind. It's like you we're going through something, um, and that's mentioned throughout the the movie, which I didn't catch before. That makes sense. I definitely thought Hulk was just scared. Yeah. Um, the first time. Interesting. I don't know. It's it's good. I'm excited for 
is it may yeah yeah and march captain marvel but yep i'm stoked for may uh but yeah we can get into the movie news or actually the movie i did i did watch um recently older movie like i said it was um it was rush hour uh with the old movie with jackie chan and chris tucker and uh, okay. I, I watched that one uh, because um, my friends over at Rupture Rewind Podcast just did an episode on that. Um, they listen to the show and uh, they enjoy it. Um, but it's it's really cool it, uh, to watch that again. Like watching the thing I love about their show is you go and back and watch these movies you haven't watched in like forever. Um, yeah. So Rush Hour was a lot funnier than I remember, uh, just because there was like watching it so young, like. I mean, it came out in, like, the late 90s. And, uh, Rush Hour 2 is one of my favorite movies. I think it's everybody's favorite out of the series, uh, out of the trilogy. It's um, to my hood. I will show you my crib. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so watching that first one again, there was just a lot of things that I never would have got as a kid, obviously. Uh, it was just so much funnier than I remember it being. Uh, so I watched that one recently. And uh, they are doing The Iron Giant uh, this week, uh, which I'm excited for because I love that movie. Um, so I'll be watching that too. Where do you watch them? I usually rent them off like my PlayStation or like Amazon or oh okay or, or whatever's got the cheapest price usually. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's what I do. I think oh. I actually got that trilogy for like eleven dollars. Uh, they were doing a sale. Um. So that was pretty nice. Cool. Um. So for movie news, the biggest news that came out today is that Wonder Woman is delayed until September of twenty twenty. Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four, to be exact, because that's the sequel. Um, and so the reason why it got delayed to summer of twenty twenty is because they have a lot to compete against in November of of next year. And so their thinking is, well, we did so good with the summer release of the first movie, we should just do summer of next. So basically, with Wonder Woman, uh, they they want to put it in the summer uh, and try to capture that same thing they did with the first one and see all that success because there's not a lot of summer uh, releases uh, yeah. i mean well there is but just wonder woman knocked it out of the park compared to everything else yeah i don't think it'll have an issue competing in the summer yeah. blockbusters yeah and that's why they it didn't have an issue the first time so they're like if it won't that time then it won't this time um but in For reality sure. i think there's probably some things going on behind the scenes especially with the whole rumors of Batman and Superman and all that stuff. So there's probably a lot there. They're probably reworking some some stuff, in my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that is the most of it. Uh, the next piece of news is Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio is uh, is going to be appearing on Netflix. Uh, it sounds like this is a project that was that was known for about a year or so, maybe even longer. Uh, Pinocchio will be his first. Uh, his first project since uh, The Shape of Water, which won an Oscar and everything. Uh, this is going to be much more darker than you would think. This is not a Disney uh, live-action remake. I'll say Del Toro <laughs> tends to do real weird twists on stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, I think it's going to be interesting. I like most of his work. It's very dark and, and trippy, but... Um, I have not seen Shape of Water. Uh, I know there's weird things that happened in that movie, but um, it's good. I'll have to watch it at some point if, if it's ever like free anywhere. 
But this Pinocchio thing, uh, I've watched many versions of Pinocchio over the years, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does with it. I'm thinking more like, uh, have you guys ever seen like Little Nightmares, what that game is? Uh-uh. No. It's very dark and creepy, almost like, like child fairy tale, like horror kind of stuff. I tend to avoid that kind of darker stuff yeah. myself. I mean, it, it's a game It plays kind of like, the game itself kind of plays like Limbo or like Inside. It's like got that platforming aspect to it. But uh, I think it would be very cool if it was dark in that sort of tone. So hopefully, listeners, if you if you know what Little Nightmares is, I think that's the style that Pinocchio should go for. And apparently Disney has actually said, I mean, surprise, right? Uh, Disney has said they wanted to do their own version as well, a live-action version. Again, because I think oh, they... Well, they already did a live-action version back in the day. I don't know if it was Disney, but it was the one with Jonathan Taylor Thomas. It sounds familiar. I can't remember if I'd seen it. I think I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah, but in that in that article, it says something about Disney wants to redo it again. That would make the third time they they would redo it then. Uh, if that if that first live action thing was Disney, so. But yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what that what that dude does with the story. Um, another thing we have in our final piece of movie news. It's more something. Um, I guess it kind of provides more insight. It's not really anything major, but uh, Jet Li recently shared why he rejected a role in the Matrix sequels. Yeah. And so it's kind of obvious once you... I mean, it's kind of obvious when when you, when you see the article who he was going to play. He was originally intended to play uh, Seraph, I think the guy's name was. He was the bodyguard of, like, the Oracle. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. He had, like, the shades uh, and the white coat. Um, Jet Li was originally supposed to play him, and the, uh, Jet Li says the reason why he rejected that role was because if he performed any of his moves, uh, they would become intellectual property, kind of. Okay. Um, and I would say that uh, is because The Matrix being a franchise, that would be some that would that character would be reoccurring, and so if he was to use try to use any of his other moves in any of his other movies. And he wouldn't be able to use them because technically Warner Brothers would own the rights to those moves. Which is <laughs> weird when you think about it because somebody's actions, even even somebody in general, like like I think of like the NFL and, and like player, you know, like uh, likeness and stuff like that. With, uh, it's interesting that somebody's actions would be like an intellectual property. Right. That's trippy. Um, I, it almost seems like I can't imagine that would be, like, legal. Yeah. Like, your own moves become copyright to a movie. Uh, I, it makes me think of when Cyberpunk tried copywriting um, or trademarking Cyberpunk. Hmm. Um, oh, Cyberpunk okay. Yeah. 2077, whatever it's called. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. They tried trademarking in it, and it was too broad for them to trademark. You would think that a move set would be too broad to trademark, but... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it does get interesting there. I, I my, like my thing, I, I compared it to the player likenesses of like the NFL and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think that has something to do with why the NCAA stopped making their like football games and stuff. Um, or that was part of why they couldn't have the same effect as Madden is because when you played an NCAA game, uh, you, they couldn't actually use the likenesses of college students. So it was only like the numbers of characters. Oh, wow. I think eventually down the line they got like the license, the likenesses of like RG three and stuff, and because they got approval to do that. But 
It's one of those that things. That could have to do too. There's a lot of legality about, um, specifically college football. Yeah. Uh, the students making money off yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, that too. That's a that's definitely a part of it. But um, that's the best way I can compare it to um, because because of that because Jet Li would have been a part of this other franchise. He, yeah, if he wanted to pull off this move in another movie, he probably wouldn't be able to do it because that character of that property does those moves, which is weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's weird. <clears throat> yeah. So, anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Uh, kind of almost like a behind-the-scenes kind of thing. Kind of look we get from the de- development of, like, movies and stuff. We don't always get that. Um, so, I thought that was an interesting piece to just share. Yeah. Um, definitely. So, that's going to be it for the movie news. Cool. And then, uh, TV, we can get into... Um, I again, I'm watching so many shows. How about you guys? <laughs> uh, I watched. Uh, I finished season one of Jessica Jones. Yeah. Uh, because my whole thing is that I wanted to catch up to Daredevil uh, for season three. Like I've already seen season one and two of Daredevil, and then it came out last Friday, and I was like, oh darn, I'm not nearly caught up. I, my plan was to watch Jessica Jones. Uh. Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and then Defenders, and then all their season twos, and then be ready for Daredevil season three. So I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, um, lots of lots of word cancellations. Yeah, um, but I watched Daredevil season three. You said you had a couple episodes in a season three. Uh, Daredevil, I was going to when I got off work, but I it wasn't able to. Yeah. Okay. I ended up going to do some other things. Um, I'll talk to you about it in a minute then. Jessica Jones was... That show was kind of tough for me to pull through. I had to remove myself for a little while from it just because it got very dark and serious. Um, but I am so glad I finished that first season because the end was so satisfying. Yeah, the first season's really, really good. Yeah, which I hear the same can't be said for the second season. <laughs> no, I've, I've said lots about it, but... Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, what were you yeah. gonna say? All these shows that that are are getting canceled are hap- It's happening as I'm trying to catch up. So oh, it's, made it a little easier for you. Got yeah, it. so it's weird. Yeah, uh, it's it kind of sucks though. Like, apparently Jessica Jones, Punisher, and Daredevil are the ones that are staying, right? Yeah, so far. Yeah. Um, I I'm not positive on Jessica Jones. I would be I amazed if, if she's not axed as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, if if they have a really good idea for the third season, yeah, but I can still see it sticking. Um, because season one was amazing, and it has a lot of potential. Yeah. Uh, but as bad as season two was, they have to have something huh. figured out. I mean, for... we we can get into <laughs> we can get into all this. Um, yeah. In a little in a little bit, but. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's what I've been watching, but it just feels ironically timely. Um, mm-hmm. and the other show I've been watching is My Hero Academia. Uh, we just mentioned One's Justice earlier. I'm super excited for that game because I love this show so much and I've talked about it on the podcast. Um, so basically they just had a break after this big cataclysmic event for a while. And then they came back to finish off season three. And so that's where I've been catching up on. So I'm in the middle of that second half of season three. And uh, my goal to that is to get caught up 
in case they throw any references into the game that comes out on mm-hmm. Friday. Because I want to know. And then I'm already... Uh, like, I'm already, see, like, hearing things and seeing things about the game that I would definitely would have, wouldn't have understood just from these extra episodes. Um, so it's interesting. Yeah, That's all. That's all I've been watching. Cool. Uh, I watched the second episode of Titans. Um, I still really dislike the fact that they come out episodically throughout the week. <laughs> throughout the... Yeah. Not the week. They come You're going to have weekly. to suck it up, Buttercup. You're paying them money. I know. <laughs> and they only have one property to put on that service right now. <laughs> but it is a good show. Uh, it is definitely one of the best things uh, DC that hasn't been animated. It's one of the best live action things DC's ever done. Um, huh. Is it worth... Far. W- what is the monthly fee for WB? Expensive. Well, it's not even WB. It's specifically DC. Okay, content. what is it? I think it's $6. A month? Yeah. That's it? That's $1.50 an episode. Being... That's not bad. But when you think of like $8 for Netflix and how much Netflix has. Yeah. You're watching um, one show. That, but... If you go to Amazon and, and buy a show in HD for a full season, you're paying more than $1.50 an episode. Yep. That's true. So uh, are you paying? And it's worth it. Like it's a good show. So you can pay for DC monthly? Yes. Okay. I thought it was like yeah. stupid expensive though. There's a yearly version, and then there's a monthly version. Okay. Um, I can't remember what the prices are off the top of my head. Um, but it's it's got a lot of depth, and there's everyone's got a history in the show, but it's not the history that like we know. And I'm really surprised at how much they name drop um, Batman and like that part of the world because in like Teen Titans, the cartoon, and in like the Arrowverse. Until very recently, um, they've always been really quiet about Gotham, Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. uh, Batman. And in this, like, it's cool because he is actually, um, like, Bat, like, he, he's really Dick Grayson. And it really yeah. feels like he's Dick Grayson, that he's been, um, he was raised by Batman. That's cool. Um, you see that in his mannerisms, you see that in, um, the way he talks about Bruce Wayne, his like his contempt for the guy. Um, the whole story is kind of about him and Raven coming to him for help. Uh, and so there's kind of this aspect of like um, now it now it's his turn in a way. And he's like, I don't know how to do this. Like, I don't <laughs> do when a kid comes to me for help. I'm not I'm not, you know, I'm not dad. him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's been really it's like, well, you really might have cool. to be. <laughs> Right. It it's really good. Yeah. Uh I would put it up there on par with like Daredevil and Ooh, um, That's a bold statement. Effect. See if it pans out yeah. for him, Cotton. We'll see how that how <laughs> it ends. Uh we'll see if it continues to maintain that. It's a little bit more comic booky, I would say, than the Marvel uh Netflix shows have been. I like that because those shows get dark, or at least from what I've seen so far. <laughs> yeah. And I mean it it can still be dark, but like we, we got to meet uh, Hawk and Dove, and they're very much in these, like, superhero suits that look good. Yeah, I, uh, I saw a teaser or something on Facebook from that. But they're colorful, and they, like, look like... Out of the color. With Marvel, especially Netflix, like, everything has a purpose. Netflix's armor has got, like, he's got a helmet and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and this, it almost looks like 
Because like they're they're superheroes in superhero costumes. Um, but yeah, it's I don't know. I really really like it. I was I'm very surprised. I I figured I would hate it. I came in ready to hate <laughs> it. Uh, I was like, all right, let me find the things that are wrong with this so that I can just poop on it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And there's really there's really not a lot to like complain about. That's a good thing. It's, yeah, yeah. I'm real surprised. Like it's <laughs> not it's not super cheesy. Uh, the acting is way better than I thought it'd be because I like hadn't heard of any of the actors. Uh, it's it's dark and it's gritty and it's it's very cool. Hmm. Um, also, got to watch Seven Deadly Sins, the anime. I forgot about that. <laughs> it's so good. Um, I, I've mentioned this before. There's a huge major flaw with Seven Deadly Sins. Yep. And uh, that is that the main character is very pervy and they do it as a joke. Um, and I'm really surprised in today's like political climate that and I know that like it's it's legitimately made in Japan. Um, and so that political climate may not be as strong there. Uh, but like it's not toned down. It's very... Very fan servicing. Yeah, well, creepy. Yeah. And, like, not okay. Uh, and then they make light of it, and they make a joke of it, and um, I that still continues in this. That didn't happen... Uh, so it's almost, like, self-aware in that way? I guess. I don't know. I, wow. I just don't... It, it makes my skin crawl, uh, because the show is so good. It's very funny. It's like a it's guilty some of the pleasure. best voice acting... Uh, in any anime, I've, I've seen a few seen. episodes. I had never finished that first season though, and I liked it. Yeah, I I like the English dub, um, like more than any other English dub out there. People would be like, "Oh, you should listen to Japan, uh, Japanese," but like the dub is that good. It's so natural sounding. Like it's surprising that it even has a Japanese uh, dub because the English almost sounds improved, hmm. even though there's no way it could be. Right. Yeah. Uh, just certain things that they like, like one of the characters he was someone was talking and he goes what and it sounded so like authentic like really didn't know what was going on <laughs> um or like one of the main characters makes like this really random sound that was just like a hmm. and it i don't know voice acting is amazing in it uh i definitely recommend it but be wary that it can be pervy the character is pervy um, in a way that is not comfortable. Um, and then they joke about it. And it, it's really unfortunate that they have that because it's a major flaw in a very good show. Hmm. That's very anime, very trippy yeah. in the fact that it's like we got power levels and we're going to get stronger so that we can fight the enemy. Call out our moves and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. They, they say like what yeah. they're doing. Full counter. Um, it's. <laughs> I love in a in my hero. They actually like have a legit excuse about that though, because they they like when they there's a part when they're learning moves and stuff. It's been out for a while, so I'm not spoiling anything. Okay. Um, but <laughs> so they're like, well, you have to like call out the name of you have to be able to actually do the move and call it out at the same time. If you, that's a that's how you do a real ultimate move or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been good. I'm trying to think. I've, I've also been watching like Walking Dead and Doctor Who. Um, oh, I should mention Doctor Who. Doctor Who season seven, whatever we're on. Episode three is one of the best episodes. 
um, Doctor Who's ever done. I still have ever. problems with the fact that she doesn't like anything that's spelled that that's named as initials. That's got initials. <laughs> um, <laughs> the episode is about Rosa Parks. Oh. Huh. Um, and it's it's powerful. Me and my wife were both um, teary eyed. I won't admit that I was crying uh, <laughs> at the end of the episode. It was, like I said, what, one of the best ones they've ever done ever. Um, That's cool. I will put that next to the Van Gogh episode, um, which was, I still think the Van Gogh is my favorite, but this is up there. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, there's that. <laughs> and like I said, I've, I've been watching a bunch of other stuff, but I don't need to, I don't need to dive deep into them. Flash, uh, Star Chronicles. All sorts of stuff. Basic Cody stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I watch too much TV. Um, <laughs> what about you, Joe? Uh, I finished watching Strong. That sounded really cool. cool when you were talking about it last week. Yeah. It, it was entertaining all the way to the end. And it was cool to see all the transformations before and after. Cool. So. That would be fun. Is that yeah. Netflix, you said? Yeah, it's on Netflix. The first season is at least. Okay. Cool. Not that I need more TV, but <laughs> it's just it's a reality show with with the point of getting strong and competing. Yeah, I think right I'd on. be interested in it legitimately. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those who don't know, I don't know. Um, LJ, you can cut this out if you want, but all three of us have been kind of on like a fitness journey for the last like month. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm down. down. If you guys are down. <laughs> yeah, I'm down yeah. nine pounds. Um, I'll let you guys share whatever you want to share. Uh, I'm down nine pounds. We've been intermittent fasting. Um, been watching what I eat way closer. Uh, and I'm kind of sad because my arms are getting smaller. <laughs> I'm like, I was proud of my arms and like, I don't know. I need Maybe to work out had, harder is what that Have really actual means. protein instead of explode C4, K9. <laughs> None gen, of that is protein. Gen, cans of gingivitis. It's not even fake protein. It's just cans energy. Of <laughs> <laughs> um, me personally. Um, I actually don't do a lot of protein powders, uh, but I do a lot of Slim Fast, uh, which is got sugar in it. Like it's not the healthiest like alternative to not. I don't know. It's a, it's a stomach suppressant. Yeah. Me personally, I've lost maybe. I didn't weigh myself for like a good the first good weeks. I started doing it, mm-hmm. and so I just wanted to get that pattern down. And so I've probably lost. At first, I was like, oh, it's got to be 12 to 15. And then later on, I found out I lost another five. So it's have to have been like, it sounds like super rapid, but it was just all this weight instantly dropped. And it was like 15. I've I've lost 15 to 20 pounds about now. That's awesome. I went yeah. to the doctor last week. And from last week to the time that I'd been there before, it's probably been six to eight weeks, maybe more than that. But I've dropped about 20 pounds since the last time that I was there. So Wow. Yeah, it's been I cool. I still have a like, long way to go. Everybody's just like, like they'll just be like, "Hey, are you losing weight or something?" Like it's just so noticeable uh, to people, and it's just, it's like, "Oh yeah," like I'm like, "Okay, like all right, if you want to talk about it," like, <laughs> and then so yeah, super cool. It's just cool. Like I feel so much better. Uh, just have more energy. Feels like, so it's been good, and that's that's why that strong show sounds so interesting to us right now because yeah, I'm sure we yeah. all can probably connect with it on some kind of level right now so yeah well, and like i've got about six pounds to go but then i want to start building again um and building is so tough for me because it's so easy to 
uh, gorge when you're building. Yeah. Uh, to eat like lean proteins and stuff is not as fun as like I could eat whatever I want. Um, and like I usually when I bulk up so far, it's been about a three years that I've been trying to like do this. Um, anytime I bulk up, it gets like out of hand and I just end up needing to lose a ton of fat again. Cause when you, for in most cases, some people will argue this, but when you bulk up, you gain fat regardless, um, with your muscle. Um, and so if you're eating not enough proteins or whatever, then that's going to like that body mass to fat ratio is going to change. Um, so yeah, I'm going to try again. I'll try to like bulk up cleanly. Uh, so I don't have less body fat to, to cut again when I do get to where I want to be. Uh, but I don't know. That's why the strong thing makes me really excited. Cause I'm like, maybe it'll show how to get actually like stronger because, um, that's all kind of part of the bulk up stuff. Yeah. Cool. Anyways. Lean, lean gains, lean gains. All about them. Gains. That's not something you hear on a geek podcast often. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're all trying to level up in real life. I mean, I just think it's cool that you brought that up, though, because it's just something like three of us, like, we didn't bother Shelly with all that stuff in our main, like, Facebook chat, because that's all we've been talking about, and then so we made our own little chat and everything, and so accountability and fellowship, that's where you pull the Christian message out of this one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Iron sharpens iron. There you go. Yeah. Cool. You been watching anything else, Joe? Nope. That's, that's it this week. All right. So we've, we've already kind of alluded to it. Most people already know Luke Cage has been canceled, making it the second Marvel Netflix show to be canceled, uh, along with Iron Fist we talked about last week. No. I, I'm i still holding out. I will hold out until Netflix tells me no uh, for a Heroes for Hire either TV show, or I was thinking it would be really cool if they did a, uh, if they can't do the show, do a movie that yeah. kind of wraps up both of their stories that was a Heroes for Hire. I don't know if Netflix has the rights to do that. Um, if they uh, yeah. can make an, it's not a movie that would be going to theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be a straight to TV or straight to Netflix in their case movie. Uh, I don't know what that looks like right wise. But even if I got eight episodes of Iron Fist, do you think these cancellations have anything to do with like Disney's upcoming thing at all? No, and a lot of people have been bringing that up, and a lot of people are like, "Well, of course they're going to the Disney thing." Um, I don't. I don't I think, think that, that's why. I just think maybe it had some kind of effect. Yeah, I mean, the two things I've heard is that is that um, Disney will pick them up, and that's why it's happening. I definitely uh, don't think that's happening. No, I don't uh, think so either. Another thought was if Disney is having is going to have their own streaming service that Netflix would cancel them um, to cut out competition. Uh, but that doesn't really make sense to me. I think that you would want Iron Fist and Luke Cage so that people would stay on your yeah, that's uh, true. Right. Yeah. On your streaming service. Yeah. Uh, and so that's a lot of people have been thinking that there's an impact because of that. Um, I don't think it's the case. Netflix has been pretty clear that uh, they're their shows to cancel. Disney's got no um, yes or no on whether or not uh, they, they cancel these shows. Right. Hm. Uh, and I, I'm glad you brought that question up because that's something that a lot of people have been, uh, even on our own Facebook posts, uh, yeah. have stated as fact. They're like, that's why it's happening. And I'm like, I, there's nothing showing that that's the case. Um, yeah. According to reports, the reason that Luke Cage got uh, canned was because they had creative differences. And we don't know who had creative differences, right. whether that was 
uh, Netflix and the director, or the director and uh, Mike Coulter, uh, who'd be the, who was Luke Cage. Yeah, there's like we we have no idea. That makes me think that this iron F- or this heroes for hire idea that me and many other people have um, is less likely the case. Yeah, because that's what I would hope for too, and it's definitely yeah. Not, I mean, it makes uh, sense with two of these canceled. Put them into one show, it would do great. Uh, but that would be if yeah. their views were kind of dropping, and they were like, "How do we make this?" And then even the defenders, like all that does is provide more ammunition on why the defenders is not going to be a thing anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know anymore. I think that it would be really cool to, like I said, get an eight episode miniseries of this and um, Daughters of the Dragon, which is Misty Knight and. Um, I can't think of her name right now, off the top of my head. Um, <laughs> Wing. Colleen. Colleen. Colleen Wing. Um, especially after Iron Fist Season 2, which I won't give anything away, but that show will make you really want a Daughters of the Dragon show. I know. Um, it's like, I gotta watch that stuff knowing it's cancelled now. Yeah. But hey, if I could if I could do that with totally Firefly, it. then... I it ends on a good enough point that you can... <laughs> You can watch season two of Iron Fist. I know a few people were worried about that. It does leave on a cliffhanger, but it's not something that uh, it it's ends well enough that you can use your imagination to see how it ends hmm. and it not be like killer on you. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, I would love to see these shows come together. Uh, those who don't who don't know, Heroes for Hire is literally Luke Cage and Iron Fist um, getting together, and. We got to see that kind of in Luke Cage season two. I think it'd be really great to see that really like come to life. Yeah. Um, also worries me. Like, yeah. Netflix was like, these are artists to cancel, and we really love these Netflix, these Marvel shows, and we were like, cool. And they were like, now we're gonna. After saying that, they put down Luke Cage. Everyone kind of figured Jessica Jones season two would be the case. Um, it's Daredevil so showrunners are saying they expect a Daredevil season four. Yeah, um, like on the cusp of season of Daredevil season three, and you cancel these other twos, it's like, it's like, what are you thinking now? Oh, yeah, and I forgot to mention, I've been watching Daredevil season two, and it's really great. Season three? Season three, yeah, season three. <laughs> um, it's really good. I, uh, I like it so far. I'm only like, I'm only two episodes in. I hear, what uh, is it, like episode six or episode four? One, uh, It's one of those because I'm hearing the same, a similar thing about the other show. I think it's maybe episode four, but I hear one of those episodes is really, really good. I heard it was three. I'm hopeful okay. that it's three. Um, episode three. But it might <laughs> be farther in now that you say it. Um, yeah, it's supposed to be amazing. So I, uh, I'll i be really sad if they cancel all of them. Um, Me too. I don't think they will. I think we'll get a season four of daredevil um we'll see you've not finished season three of daredevil yet no i'm only two episodes in that's a pretty bold statement then (laughs) i suppose (laughs) i hear season three is really good though season two of iron fist was really good and it got the show killed (laughs) you got a point there (laughs) i got a point was season two of luke cage again i have no idea i I hadn't was watched what? Luke Cage. Was season two of Luke Cage again? Yeah, no, it was really well done. So, um, they took that formula that all Marvel, all good Marvel stuff does, and I hate the fact that every good Marvel movie has 
character versus a bigger version, a bigger, better version of themselves. <laughs> um, but that's just the case. Like I, I know the formula and I see it, but I love it anyways. Um, and hmm. so it has that. Uh, you kind of see that in the commercials, but they shake that formula up in a really good way. Um, Bushmaster is one of my favorite villains out of all of these Netflix shows so far. I need to know what the heck Netflix is doing. Then, like, there's got to be a reason they're canceling these, those two shows. So, well, with Luke Cage, like they said, it was if it was creative differences. Um, Ooh, yeah, then it's not much. Out, like, it's not the viewership. Huh. So interesting. Uh, but anyways, well, I'll, I'll talk more about Daredevil as I get deeper into it. Um, but so far, two episodes in, it's uh, already the best. I, I call it the second season. Because uh, it feels like all these other season twos come out and season three comes out. Well, it feels then, like it's... And then season two was very much like a Punisher introduction, kind of. Yeah. Um, this feels like my season two of all the other shows. Uh, and if I'm comparing to all of them, it's my favorite already. And we're only two episodes in. Oh, wow. Yeah. It just... It does it the best. I don't know. It always kind of has. Uh, I know a lot of people didn't like season two of Daredevil, but... I did, but I'm biased, so... Yeah, I, I think it's been great. <laughs> uh, They've not canceled getting, Punisher yet. Not yet. Yeah. We'll see. I I don't know. I want to <laughs> see a lot of those characters come into the movies, and I know that'll never happen. Uh, Fisk, though, the guy that plays Wilson Fisk, uh, is holding out. He still thinks there may be a chance, and I don't know if he's just hopeful um, or if he's heard anything about him getting into a Spider-Man movie. Um, that would be I awesome. Not. I think it'd be cool. I think he's a giant man baby wearing adult clothes instead of a diaper. I, <laughs> I hate the way he portrays that character. Oh, <laughs> it's the reason that I didn't finish season two of so, <laughs> Daredevil because I found out Fisk came back. <laughs> so what was uh, what, what was the, his girlfriend's name or whatever from the first? It doesn't season? matter to me. Was it Maria? Was I it mean, Maria or? I that should know this because you mentioned her right. name over and over. I can't remember the name, but they yeah. have a nod to that in the Spider-Man game on PS4. Oh, okay. Where they show like it's like a violin or a cello or something in the art museum section. Oh, the game. yeah. And she's yeah, and then she says the name, and she's like, "Oh, I think that was name was significant to him or something like that." And I was like, "Yes!" <laughs> when when they threw in that Easter egg, it's it, just, it was Vanessa. Vanessa, there you go. Yeah, she's like, oh, my Vanessa. wife. Like, there's a scene me from the yeah, abyss of just, our house. There's just a scene in that first season where it, it's like, I mean, I get it. He's supposed to be a big dude that rages out and crushes, like, kills people with his bare hands and stuff. Like He's raw super power. strong. Yeah, but he just acted like a four-year-old toddler <laughs> in an adult man's body, and it didn't work for me at all. I literally like the. I hear Wilson Fisk now. And the only thing I can think is that guy needs to be wearing an adult diaper. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see his dynamic with Spider-Man. Because he takes everything so seriously. Yeah. Like, everything so seriously. <laughs> and Spider-Man is so fun and quippy. Yeah. Uh, that I think it would be a really cool dynamic to see <laughs> these two. Uh, you'd have to make him kind of PG-13. But I think you could do that by letting Fisk want to be rated R. And Spider-Man just being like, nope, nope. <laughs> yeah. Spider web here. Oh, web you have a in knife? his face. Yeah. Better not. Uh, better not murder anyone. I'll, I'll just put that away. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it would be. I, I don't think he should be a main character of a Spider-Man movie by any means. Um, 
But it would be a cool opener. Or like the video game. Yeah. I mean, that's literally what the first like that is the opening of the video game of the video game is you fight Fisk. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Do that. Beginning of a beginning of a movie uh, is just him. I wish the story we got in the Spider-Man video game was Homecoming. Like I wish Homecoming didn't exist and we got the story of the Spider-Man video game. Oh, that'd be cool. Yes, that's all I'm gonna say. But yes, I would okay. love. We got a lot more news. Yeah, so we do. I want to get into it. Talk about Netflix. I can be quick on them though. Uh, Disenchantment is that Futurama, Simpsons, yep, esque thing um, on Netflix. It is getting a season two. That can get a season two. Walker, anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's good. It's a funny show. Yeah. Um. So. I, I don't know. I enjoyed it. It's a, it's a little raunchy, but it's it's a very Futurama. Very guilty pleasure uh, kind of thing. Yeah, I agree. No, it's like Futurama with no holds barred. I was sick. I was homesick from work whenever that thing came out, and I probably binged the whole thing and then like an entire day. If you I like watched, Futurama's humor, you'll like it. Yeah, I watched one or two episodes and fell off of it because I didn't care anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't care anything about Futurama either, though. See, and I... Shouldn't have, but I grew up with Futurama. Like, I would stay up late, watch it on Adult Swim or whatever it was on. I also didn't watch The Simpsons, King of the Hill. What? Uh, Joe was I, also like 42 when Futurama came out, though. I wasn't allowed. My my parents wouldn't let me. Oh. <laughs> oh, so how old were you when Futurama came out? I thought that it was... I was probably a teenager when Futurama came out. Oh, wow. Well, because it started on Fox, then it didn't come to Adult Swim until, like, later. Okay, so I was probably watching reruns then. Yes, you were. And then now there's reruns on sci-fi. Let's see. When did Futurama start? (laughs) Well, he's figuring that out. Um, I'll move forward. Uh, Jensen Ackles. He's in Supernatural. Most people know who he is. I was going to say, I knew that name from somewhere. Yeah, so Futurama came out in 99. I was 14. Oh, I would have been... Seven. I was nine. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been seven years old. Um, I was still probably watching it at seven years old. <laughs> 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 I was watching that show when I shouldn't have been. Uh, okay, Jensen Ackles. He's he's in Supernatural. He was on the set of the Arrowverse crossover, uh, and people were freaking out, getting all excited. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> Joe doesn't care. <laughs> you said Arrowverse and I immediately tuned out. So yep. um, A lot of people want him to be like Batman or I, I'd love to see him as Nightwing. I think he'd do really great as Nightwing. Um, Stephen Amell put on Twitter, let me squash this rumor right now. Jensen Ackles was on set tonight because he's Grant Gustin's number two fan. I'm number one. And not because he's playing the Batman. <laughs> That's so... Cool. Anyone had their hopes up? Jensen Ackles was there because he wanted to see Barry Allen uh, in action. And that's it. Sweet. Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of sad. I, I was kind of excited. I didn't want to know what it was. I was just like, Jensen Ackles is going to be in that universe. I want to see what it is. Um, I haven't watched Supernatural, but I, I think he'd do really well as Nightwing. From that, though, that was all the news. I got through them pretty quickly. We have a very serious question. Yeah. Nick Tendo. 
We live in a world where a vast population of Christians don't acknowledge mental illness as a <clears> thing. Uh, how do you guys explain mental health and plan to bring light to other Christians in this area? Uh, and before we get into it, I think I, I just want to address the, uh, you know, not a lot of Christians acknowledge mental illness as a thing. Yeah. Uh, just in case we have people that aren't Christian that are listening and are like, what? What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> there, There is... It's not just Christians. There's a lot of people that don't acknowledge yeah. mental illness. Yeah. Yeah. I think in the church, there are a lot of people out there, though, still. Uh, and this is like... I think of it as like Dungeons and Dragons stigma. Like it's there, but it's not as prominent as I think. See, um, it was a decade or two decades ago. Yeah, it, uh, but a lot of people will say that mental illness is um, demonic interference and that you're not actually sick, but you're wow <laughs> possessed or. Oh, I've definitely heard that. Yeah, yeah. I know. I've yeah, heard that too. I'm just like, it's wow. It's just like, you know, that that it's not really an illness, and it's mm-hmm. it's more supernatural than that, um, and. There are a lot of Christians out there that'll believe that, and they believe they're doing the right thing to say that, and they're just like, "You just need to pray more," uh, which you probably do need to pray more. But yeah. I to to say that and then to dismiss it as not an illness, yeah, um, is extremely dangerous. Uh, and so I I did want to I wanted to mention that just for people who may be confused at what that statement means, um, and I that's what I'm taking Nintendo's question to to mean um, is that that is. That, that's what he's talking about. Um, so going forward from that, Christian saying that it is not real, but it's demonic interference. How do you guys explain mental health and plan to bring light to other Christians in this area? Um, so yeah. I have a lot of insight on this um, just because, like, you know, part of my story is that my, my dad and stepmom committed suicide four months after I moved out of California and got sober and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And I believe it was a lot. Uh, a lot of it had to do with their mental health. My dad was extremely depressed uh, because his multiple sclerosis was destroying him. My stepmom had some depression and demons she was fighting from past abuse. And so, like, that's particular, like, like I, I kind of understood that's what led them to do that. While maybe others, you know, didn't. Um, you know, I had God at the time. So I feel like I had that extra wisdom that maybe not others would have. Um, there... I've kind of been, uh, especially in the last couple months recently, I've been kind of putting my foot forward in, in, in ministry in that area. I've done some stuff with Victims and Villains, uh, which um, it's a small uh, content creator um, organization uh, but, uh, ran by Josh Berkey. He, he does a podcast and has a YouTube, t- YouTube channel, does other things for suicide awareness. but Definitely also, needs a shout out in this. Yes. Um, and so... So there, uh, so go check, go check out victims and villains if you would like more info on them. Um, but there's also the things of like anxiety and depression and stuff like that, which um, I've legitimately like seen. Um, my sister, she worked for a mental health, uh, a mental mental health clinic. Uh, we recently did like a mental health walk, uh, and so that's just some ways I, as a Christian, have put myself out there. Um, I would say. The best way uh, for anyone to put themselves out there is, you know, go get involved in your community somewhere. Go get involved in these awareness events and things like that, especially if you or your or somebody you know has struggled with some of these uh, mental health issues. Um, something that uh, we did want to bring up is uh, by the time uh, you will be hearing this podcast, we will have a review up for a game called To Leave. Um, and it has and it has some of these themes. Um 
our editor Maurice um, wanted to bring it to the, our attention. Uh, so it's called To Leave, and the character, is na- his name is Harm, um, abuses substance as a form of escapism to which he has to participate in other sinful self-deprecating acts to acquire the substances he uses to escape. Um, he said he says this game is narrated through a journal rather than shown, but the player navigates through the thoughts and feelings um, as Harm is taking these psychedelics or whatever. Um, and it deals with um, a lot of a lot of stuff like um, probably like insomnia and, and other things that this character goes through. Like for me, in my past, before I got saved, I abused drugs and alcohol because it was very much at first it became like a uh, like a trying to fit in thing. But eventually, like I had nothing else. I had nowhere to escape. And it was just one of those things. There was even my own mental struggles that I had going with and then luckily like I had found Christ um but this review uh, for this game to leave is dealing with some of that um and we've had other other games that and things that have come out recently that have kind of dealt with these topics so uh, Maurice wanted us to mention this game and for anybody who's interested in this topic to go check out that review um I'll put a link in the show notes I personally would say if if you are dealing with something or if you think that you're dealing with something or you know somebody that's dealing with something, get help. Like yes. that, that's that's maybe oversimplifying it, but you need to uh, let me put it to you like this, okay? If you if you get a physical wound, you know, you fall, you gash your your arm on a rock or something. Yeah. You can't just cover it up. And, and hide it away from sunlight and fresh air and, and all that good fun stuff. Yeah. And expect it to properly heal. It's going to fester. It's going to it's gonna get turned bad because you've not dealt with the issue. And it's going to eat away from the inside out. And this is the same way. If you, yeah. don't, if you don't take care of it, it's going to fester. Yep. It's going to consume your life. It's going to eat away from the inside out. And there are people... Who are trained to be able to deal with this? Who know how they can offer ways yeah. of coping and dealing with this sort of thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm going on with like what Joe's saying. Um, I've I've heard it as uh, shame is the devil's greatest weapon. Yeah, uh, and so a lot of yeah. people look at like counseling and stuff, and they um, feel ashamed to do it. They they see it as weakness. Yeah, um, yeah. it actually takes a lot of strength to. Um, admit that you need help or to to even get help yeah um but shame will kill you um yeah. shame will if, if it's not brought to the light if it if you're trying to hide it and it is something that is festering as joe put it um it will destroy you in the end um as far as the question goes of how how do we uh plan to bring to light uh, to other christians in the area like we we've shouted out uh victims and villains um in the past and we, we will continue to do so um we've definitely pointed at other ministries that are much more equipped to do this than than we are for sure yeah i think for us we just we want to be a place for people who admit that they're broken um whether that be through a mental illness or if it's i mean we're we're all broken people uh mm-hmm. I've, I've mentioned that that's i think on our twitch it says uh we're as broken as a bethesda game 
Um, you know, we, we just want to be a place for that for, yeah. for geeks in general. So nothing specific except pointing other people and highlighting these ministries that are doing it really, really well. Yeah. Uh, that's definitely not our place. But it's not like we're going to hide from it. It's not like we're going to pretend that it's not there or anything like yeah. that. Like we, we actively want to make sure that people are where they need to be and show highlight ministries um, for the people that need it. Yeah. Uh, it's a very serious issue. Uh, I specifically, I have um, seasonal depression. So every winter um, I take vitamin D pills and I, I don't understand. I've tried reading on it and it doesn't make sense to me why um, vitamin D deficiency makes depressed, but I, I get very um, self-sabotage um, in my, my friendships, my relationships um, with people and um, my goals, um, everything. It's, it's real dark for a while. <laughs> uh, and so, I don't know, it, it's got kind of a place in my heart to like, um, I guess, I don't know. I, I, I look at the question and I'm like, Kingston and Grace isn't really that that place but if we can be a home and we can be a light to people yeah um then i guess that's that's where we play our part is um making community yeah for, for sure the geeks out there that uh specifically they yeah. need it yeah and i'll say this you know if, if, if anybody does want to contact me personally and you know just kind of figure get plugged in and all that stuff uh, i have links to like hotlines and stuff like that um it's just something that has recently been on my heart to do this ministry for. I'm do, me and my sister are doing some other kind of awareness run or walk or something like that on November 11th. So that's super cool. Yeah, it's just one of those things. Like recently, it's just one of those things I don't really talk about too much, but I have such a heart for it because it's part of my testimony. So yeah, and, and there are a lot of people in our sector, in the geek sector, that use the internet as a way to try to cope. Yeah, mm-hmm. you see so many streamers who. People like Dr. Lupo or whatever, they'll have people that pop in and say, you know, I'm going to end my life today, and your stream is something that always brought me joy, and I just wanted to let you know that you made an impact in my life before I end my life. And Dr. Lupo is one in particular that I want to shout out because he does such a phenomenal job dealing with them. He will drop everything. He pauses, Mm -hmm. and, and he lets them know, like, you're important. Yeah. You don't need to do this thing. I want to see you back in chat tomorrow when when I fire the stream up, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. One, one more story real quick. Uh, when I was doing that live stream I did with Victims and Villains, there was this kid um, from Dubai. He just popped in our chat. And um, he was basically like, hey, like I, f- I found you guys through searching like su- the word suicide. Like, what is this? And he's some young kid. And I'm just like, man, like. And he was worried about his dad coming home. It was, like, it was like super late at night over there. I just said, hey, man, stick with us. Like, you know, just hang, keep hanging out with us in the chat. You know, like, can I pray for you and all this stuff? And, you know, just as our streamers were going, I'm just sitting there modding, like talking to him and just kind of, you know, like. Yeah. But, I, I, yeah, it's it's cool just to even be present uh, for people that are in need like that. If so, you are listening to this and you feel like you have no hope, you do. Don't yep. don't don't let yourself continue down that path. That thought. Yeah. Get get help. Talk to somebody. Yep. For sure. Yeah, I think it's a good place to end it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I as good a place I, as we can. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's just it's a huge message. I think a lot of Christians and a lot of geeks, you know, they 
need to hear it for sure. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, I guess that'll be the uh, that's the end of the podcast. We will uh, talk to you next week. Thanks for stopping by, right on. Um, or tuning in. I don't know what you're doing. Love you guys. Uh, I'm so like. <laughs> Don't know where to go. Joe, where to find you at? Find me on Twitter at Joe Knows Games. Uh, you can find me streaming at Geeks Under Grace Talk, or twitch.tv slash Geeks Under Grace. And Geeks Under Grace is doing a fundraiser for Extra Life. Extra Life, I almost forgot. Oh, yeah. And I'm doing one apart from Extra Life. If you can donate to Extra Life, donate to Extra Life. Come hang out. The team will be there. If you want to stop sideways... Or or visit another thing. You can go to extralife.com slash participant slash righteous fury to donate to me. My money's gonna go to the Arkansas Children's Hospital, me and a couple of buddies that I'm doing it with. well, one buddy right now trying Geeks to Grace will go to yeah. Seattle's. Yes. yes. Yeah. I yes. chose Seattle yeah. because that's where we originated. Yes. Yeah. Washington. So And then we're all gonna be streaming the day that it happens, twitch.tv slash geeks under grace, twitch.tv slash righteous fury media. Cool. That's November 3rd. I yeah. gotta put myself in there somewhere. Second, I don't know when I'm streaming, but I'll try uh, to get in there. The evening of November 2nd is when we're doing it. Uh, okay. That's when we're starting, and then we're going into the third. Okay. Cool. Yep. All right. Uh, LJ, where can they find you at? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at warherolj. Um, and you can find me streaming on Fridays at twitch.tv slash geeksundergrace. Cool. And you can find me on Twitter at Cody Armor. Always keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Peace. Peace out. Oh!